Time now for The Real Estate Connection with Stephen Fayard, a realtor and certified probate and real estate specialist. Whether you're a first-time homebuyer or a seasoned investor looking to downsize, move up, or refinance, this program is for you. From probate sales to landscape design to home repairs and maintenance, this is your weekly look into all things real estate. Now your host for the Real Estate Connection, Stephen Fayard. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome for welcome to for welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Connection, brought to you by Good Patriot Realty, a salute to home ownership. Hey, I want to thank you for taking time out of your busy day to spend with me in talking about real estate issues or in and around the state of California and nationally sometimes. And today's topic is something that is um, probably gonna be more around areas of the country where in, uh, housing prices have inflated quickly over the last few years and now we're seeing a slowdown. And depending on how each individual has handled the equity in their home could lead to this topic that we are discussing today, and that is short sales. All right, now, I know it doesn't sound exciting, but it is really good, useful, helpful information, especially if you are in the investor space. I have been contacted recently by more than one, two, three investors looking to get into real estate and have asked you know, uh, various questions, and one was about foreclosures, and short sales. So given that I just had that conversation with someone, I thought that we would bring this topic up today. So um, if you um, have any questions at the end, feel free to reach out to me at 408-472-0817. Again, 408-472-0817. And I would be happy to answer any questions you might have. I'm just straightening my hat. It seems a little funky today. I don't know why. Maybe it's just because we're still in spring and uh, I'm not used to wearing ball caps. But anyway, let's get this party started. All right, so the first question you need to ask yourself is what, it is, what is a short sale and why would we be talking about it right now in today's market? Well, uh, in helping my client write an offer yesterday, I was in conversation with a lender in a very high um, influential area of California where the home values average anywhere from 1.75 million and up. And she was telling me that there are a lot of people that have been using their homes as line as lines of credit over the last few years because the value has been going up and up and up and up. And when I say line of credit, I'm talking about home equity line of credit, a HELOC, where you um, get a loan for the equity you have in your house and then you spend that money for various reasons. Now, we saw the same a phenomenon happened back in 2005, 2006, when the market was skyrocketing because anybody could get a loan and there wasn't a lot of uh, barriers to entry for people to get into the marketplace. And then um, the housing values kept going up and up until we had a pop of the real estate bubble and the values plummeted very quickly. There were a lot of people that were in um, adjustable rate mortgages because it was easier for them to qualify and get into the market. And they were thinking as the uh, values of the homes went up, 
uh, they were going to have more equity. And so they could always refi out of those adjustable rates into fixed rates later on. So similar, but not quite the same. This time we had a big push in equity and now people are doing kind of the same thing. They're taking out home equity lines of credit to spend or invest that money into other things um, using the equity that they have in their house. However, the equity line of credit interest rate has been climbing, going up, 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 up. It's much higher than your 30 year fixed average loan mortgage rate in the marketplace and there are a lot of banks who have just stopped doing them. So if you can imagine, say you had um, a bunch of equity in your house and you went and got a home equity line of credit and you spent most of it thinking that the market was never going to come down. And now this interest rate is jacking up and jacking up and jacking up on you. And then your property values are starting to come down a little bit. You might run into a short sale situation. So this is what we're talking about today. So we're going to jump right on into it. A short sale is when the fair market value of a property is dropped below the outstanding mortgage loan for the home and the borrower is looking to sell it for less than what they owe. So basically, uh, here's a simple example. You purchase a home for $300,000 and you take out a loan for two seventy-five. dollars The fair market of the value of the home is dropped $50,000 to now two fifty, dollars but you still owe $275,000 to the bank right? You suddenly need to move because of a job transfer. Um, and then you would be looking to sell your home for 250,000 when you owe the bank $25,000 more, you would be selling the home $25,000 short of the total loan amount, thus a short sale. So again, you buy a house for 300 K, um, you get a loan for 275, the value drops to 250. You have to sell it plus all the closing costs and fees. And so you don't have enough money to pay off the loan. It's $25,000 short. Now you may ask me, Stephen, what's the big deal? I'm only 25 grand short. What's going on? Well, the answer is that lenders require that you pay off the loan completely before you can transfer title to the, of the property to a new owner. Okay. So usually in um, a house that has equity because either the value has gone up or you've put a bunch of money down, you'll still be able to sell the house even if the value has dropped because you'll have enough ownership into the house so that you can still pay off the loan. However, if you cannot pay off the loan, then you're stuck with either one of two uh, situations. You're either gonna have to write a check yourself <clears throat> for the difference of what you owe the bank versus what the house sold for or is going to sell for, or the bank has to give you forgiveness for that short sale amount, meaning you're selling the house short of what you owe. So now that we have a basic understanding of what a short sale is in general, let's walk through the nuts and bolts of how it works. All right, so during the downturn in 2007, there were a lot of homeowners in this exact situation. Um, however, the circumstances were much worse. So I, 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 I fibbed. We're going to go more into the details of what happened back then, which made it so bad. Like I said, the market was made up of air. Lending rules were extremely easy. Non-qualified buyers were getting in over their heads. 100% financing was everywhere. Adjustable rate mortgages were everywhere. There were also something called prepayment penalties that we don't have anymore today because those rules have been changed. You couldn't pay off your loan early 
because you'd have to pay a penalty to the bank. And so laws have been passed that have made prepayment penalties go away. All right. So it was the perfect storm. Uh, so um, <clears throat> when home prices started to fall, interest rates and adjustable loans were going up. Homeowners who purchased at the peak of the market did not have the equity needed to refinance payments as they went up. And additionally, the job market was slowing down and income, decrease, uh, income decreased for many. So we're seeing similar of what's going on back then today. Also, with the economy, uh, we're having banks uh, fail and collapse. We're having people getting laid off from their jobs. But now on top of that, we have inflation, right? Everything is costing more money. If you're going out to eat, you've noticed that you're still paying uh, maybe $18 for that um, really nice burger that you got before, except for now they're giving you half the fries and the salad has shrunk in size um, or the size of the sandwich itself has shrunk. That's what we are seeing in the market as inflation, the cost of eggs, the cost of gasoline, especially the cost of energy has gone through the roof up here in California for various different reasons why we, what we won't get into. So what is the main benefit of a short sale versus a foreclosure or handing over the keys to the house. Now you're saying, whoa, Steven, whoa, hold your horses. What's going on? Foreclosure, handing over the keys to the, to the house. Well, you have to understand that back in 2007, this was happening on the regular. People were just walking out the front door and you want to know why? They had no down payment on their house. It was essentially a rental. They were paying their mortgage, but they had no equity. So they really weren't walking away from anything other than a headache and a bill. So people would just walk out the front door and go rent something and never pay their mortgage again and let it go into foreclosure, right? Um, but there were some serious consequences to those actions and we're gonna go through those right now. The key advantage is being able to obtain another loan sooner, right? Generally speaking, you will have to wait two to six years before you will be able to get another home loan at a decent rate if you go into foreclosure, right? <clears throat> Two to six years is a very long time. And you may be financially stable and ready to purchase another home in less time. Happens all the time, right? The sky's falling. You think everything around you is, is crashing all over the place, right? And you panic, things happen, and then you get out from underneath it. And then a year later, you're stable. You've got, you've found a new job you're renting again, your life is turned around. A lot can happen in 12 months. So if you let your house go into foreclosure and walk away and not do a short sale um, to get out from underneath the property, you could be stuck in what we call financial um, credit jail for two to six years. That's a long time, right? You're paying rent. Rent, 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 rent. You're not owning anything. It's just going out the door. You just have a roof over your head. And since you've been a homeowner, you have this idea and concept of wanting to be a homeowner again, and you feel stuck. So we don't want you stuck. So if you're looking at going into a foreclosure because you can't afford uh, to pay uh, the, uh, you can't afford to pay the uh, the payments on your your house and your home equity line of credit, um, it's better to do a short sale if you can't sell it for covering the entire dollar amount than to go into foreclosure. And if you see this train coming, right, do not panic. Even though interest rates are higher, <clears throat> if it makes sense to consolidate, meaning refinance the house, get rid of that 3%, <clears throat> and also get rid of that 8 or 9% HELOC and drive it down into 6% combined, that may be the way to go also.
Just giving you all your options. But we're talking about short sales today. Right. So your credit report is mostly affected by failing to pay your mortgage. So if you can maintain your mortgage payments during a short sale, the hit to your credit will be lower. All right. So now that we've covered the history and kind of what the consequences are, if you go into foreclosure and you do not do a short sale, now let's talk about the process. So how does a short sale work in practice, right? Because everything, the, the concept itself is very simple, right? I owe the bank 275000 I want to sell my house for two fifty. dollars um, Bank, I can't give you the extra twenty five. dollars so will you forgive the debt, right? Simple concept, but lots of moving parts on how to get it done. So we're going to walk through that. All right, so first of all, if you are in this position and you need to do a short sale, you need to consult a real estate professional with experience in handling short sales. And I will do this. That's me. I lived through this in 2006, 2007, 2008, 2009. Started my real estate career during the bubble peak and then rode that monster train down to the bottom and then rode it back up to now. So I've seen it. I've seen short sales. I've seen foreclosures. I've gone through the process with many clients. I know how this works, all right? I've had multiple clients uh, consult me on this, these matters um, and also closed um, a couple transactions this way, all right? So whether it was on the buy side or the sell side, because both sides have their nuances. All right, so then you have to contact a realtor who understands how to do it. Then the seller and the realtor decide on a price for the home and list it for sale on the multiple listing service with the caveat, the home is being sold as a short sale. You need to disclose that to the buyers because there's all sorts of things that come into play when this happens. All right, so the seller contacts then their lender, lending institution, to alert them of their home being listed for sale as a short sale. We have to get the seller's lender involved from the very beginning. The seller will review any offers submitted and negotiate terms and price with the buyer. So the first step is, right, contact a realtor, determine the price, get it on the market, list it for sale, tell everybody it's a short sale, contact your lender, let them know you're in the process of trying to list and sell your house as a short sale, especially if you're in trouble with your payments, right? And in maybe the foreclosure process is starting to turn. Um, and then if you get an offer, then you have to review that as normal with your buyer to come to terms. All right. So then once you come to a negotiated offer, you have to then submit the offer to your lender, the seller's lender, right? Because the seller, the lender who has the loan for the house is the one who has to give the forgiveness of debt. So they want to see the offer and they want to see what the terms are and they want to look at this transaction to see what's going on. So you're going to have to submit the following, a letter from the seller explaining the financial hardship necessitating the need for a short sale, and then the HUD-1 statement from the title company working on the transaction. Then the seller's bank will order an appraisal of the home being sold. So in a short sale, you've got two appraisals. You've got one coming from the bank that holds the note, the seller, right? They're going to do one first because they want to see whether or not this offer 
uh, is living up to what the fair market value is of the property in the current real estate market before they make a decision. All right. All right. So the seller's bank will compare the appraised value um, to the offer submitted. Then the seller's bank can either decide to accept the offer presented or ask for more money from the buyer. Right. So you're your bank is now in the negotiating process. It's not just you anymore. It's a short sale. So you've got to bring them in and they have to determine whether or not they're going to accept the offer or if they're going to ask for more money. So even though you've negotiated a deal with the buyer, the bank can come in and turn everything on its head, right? Okay. Um, um, so the buyer is at no obligation to move forward with the bank's offer, right? Should the buyer back out, the seller can adjust his or her listing price to the bank approved value. So we've seen this happen before back in 2007 and 2008. You send in this entire package to the bank and the bank says, nah, we don't want um, the offer. We want an additional $25,000. And the um, buyer says, no, thank you. I'm out. I don't want to buy it anymore. And based on how the rules are put together and the way the contracts are put together, this can happen. So then all of a sudden, you don't have a buyer anymore, but that's okay. Now you know what dollar amount the bank will accept. So then you adjust your listing price to that dollar amount. And so when the next buyer comes in, you got a slam dunk. All right. If the bank accepts the offer from the buyer, a bank approval letter will be sent to the seller for acceptance or rejection. All right. The seller is at no obligation to accept the settlement offer from the bank. So the letter that the bank is going to send is a settlement offer. They're going to say, yeah, we accept this offer under these terms. And the terms could be all sorts of things. It could say, right, we're going to let you sell it. We're going to forgive the debt, but you're going to owe us that $25,000. And we have the right to come back and get it from you later. Or they could say, we're going to forgive the debt altogether and we're not going to come after you for the other 25000 I mean, so you as a seller will have to review the letter that comes from the bank and decide whether or not those terms are acceptable for you, the seller, as well. Okay, what, what should the seller be looking for in an approval letter from the bank? Uh, the acceptable sales price, the maximum allowable commissions because the realtors have to get paid the maximum closing costs, the maximum net proceeds from the sale, closing date, release of liability. So whether or not you're being released from the liability of the dollar amount that you're short of paying the bank, right? The forgiveness of debt. And depending on the seller's financial institution, the bank may ask for a monetary contribution as well from you, the seller, because they may have asked you for bank account statements, um, income tax returns, uh, W-2s to see kind of what your income is. And if they see that maybe you're making a little bit of coin um, compared to your expenses, they may say, hey, we want you to kick in a little bit on your side. Maybe not a lot, but a little bit. So they can do it. However, California passed a law against deficiency, deficiency judgments in certain situations. So what's a deficiency judgment? A deficiency judgment basically means that when you are being forgiven the debt that they issue a judgment on that debt forgiveness and they want it repaid in the future, right? So under circum certain circumstances within California law, now it's changed where in certain scenarios, the banks are not allowed to ask for those deficiency judgments. And we can talk about that specific scenario for you 
If you're in a short sale situation or you have a friend that's in a short sale situation and they need help, tell them to give me a call. Stephen Thayard at Good Patriot Realty at 408-472-0817. Again, 408-472-0817. California DRE number 0170019. All right. So um, should all the stars align and the seller's bank accepts the offer and the seller accepts the bank's approval letter, the purchase can move forward, right? All of this is happening. It's all happening in the background. The buyer hasn't even isn't even involved. They've sent in their offer and they're waiting. And trust me, back then we knew. You submitted an offer on a short sale, you knew you were gonna wait. Your clients knew they were gonna wait. It could be 30 days they were gonna wait. But because the house was a juicy little deal, they were gonna hang out to see whether or not the bank and the seller could come to terms. And we would walk our buyers through this whole entire process so they knew exactly what was happening. Nobody was in the dark. We were all experts on short sales and foreclosures. Man, I'm telling you, back in the day, that's the way it was going down. 2007, 2008 was crazy in the real estate market, the things that we used to do. We were jumping through hoops. It was like a circus. Anyway, I digress. All right, so then once all that's done, then the regular escrow can proceed, right? Now we're back to a regular sale. Right. So um, at all the negotiated terms regarding loans, appraisals, inspections, earnest money deposits, contingencies and close of escrow now move forward because there's a time block on any of that proceeding forward until everything's been negotiated with the seller and their bank on their side. Once it's all been negotiated, they kind of send a document saying, hey, we're good to go. We can move forward. Now let's start the escrow. Right. Because we have all of our approvals. All right, so the uh, the bank allowing you to sell your home for less than what it is owed is a forgiveness of debt. So we're going to get into that in a second. Where else am I on my notes? All right, we're going to talk about the buyer side. All right, so I talked about two appraisals, right? You're going to have an appraisal from the seller side because the bank wants to make sure you're not selling the house under fair market value, right? So you get that appraisal. Now, once the whole process moves forward, you're going to have contingencies on the buyer side that says, hey, we're not buying the house unless it appraises for fair market value. Well, if the bank has already done the appraisal on the lending side for the seller, then you're pretty, pretty sure that the house is going to appraise. Rarely did we see a bank's appraiser appraisal on the lending side for the seller not uh, match what the buyer's appraisal appraiser was going to say because, you know, everybody's kind of in the same marketplace and you're using the same pool of real estate appraisers and you have the same comps and comparables. And so it makes it a lot easier. So then you're going to go through the regular escrow process, your inspections, your requests for repairs, all that stuff. However, when you're buying a short sale, remember this, the seller is usually in financial difficulties, right? Meaning they don't have a lot of money. They're trying to get out from under a big burden. They're not going to have money to um, pay for repairs. And we also know that the, the bank on the seller side has approved a specific dollar amount. So if you're, you, you're kind of hamstrung and not able to ask for repairs or reduce dollar amounts on the sale of the property, because then you're going right back into the negotiation process on the seller side, which is gonna delay the close of escrow. So when you're buying a short sale on you're on the buyer side, you have to know that you're probably going to get the house in as is condition. 
there's probably going to be some deferred maintenance going on and you're probably not going to be able to get any credits for repairs or any of that because the seller doesn't have any money. They're tapped out. That's why they're doing a short sale in the first place. However, as a buyer, you're probably going to get a better deal in the marketplace because the house isn't in pristine condition. And so the value is going to be lower on the scale because there's always a range of values. There's the top end for that perfect house in the neighborhood that's been updated to the nth degree, and that's at the top. Then you have the middle tier houses where um, they've maintained, but they haven't done all the bells and whistle updates. And then you have your deferred maintenance properties that have issues and repairs, and they're at the bottom of that price range. So you're probably buying a house at the bottom of the price range, but you're getting a deal because you like the neighborhood, you like the fact that once you get in there and put in some time and investment to fix it up, you're probably going to get a return on that right away. Um, and if you're smart, you're picking in a location that's maintaining its value because the houses around you are um, being maintained by people. So got to be smart about it, but there's opportunity right in the short sale market. And believe it or not, I have been looking in Northern California. They did not exist for a long time, but there are a couple out there and I'm seeing foreclosures out there as well. Can't tell you if it's coming down the pike like it did last time, but there are a few because there are just some people that don't know how to manage their finances well. And they don't make intelligent decisions and things happen, right? Uh, and with the economy going the way it's been going, interest rates climbing, uh, housing values coming down, especially away from the Bay Area, um, and then people having uh, to borrow money against their house to pay their bills because of either job loss, layoffs, or just the cost of living going up. It still is happening, not at the scale that it did back in 2007 and 2008, but it is happening. So there is some opportunity out there. All right. So um, what, are, what were we saying? All right. So the bank allowing you to sell your home for less than what it, what is owed is a forgiveness of debt, right? So you owe the bank 275,000, you pay them 250, they forgive you 25 grand right? They just go, we forgive you. You don't owe us the money, right? Forgiveness of debt, right? <laughs> Forgive us our debtors, <laughs> Lord's prayer. Anyway, um, the forgiveness of debt may be subject to personal income tax. Just a warning, right? You're getting out from the debt, but it may still cost you a little something, right? So, Check with your tax professional and your specific situation as to whether or not the forgiveness of debt on a short sale will trigger an income tax um, situation for you. Like I said, check your professional, right? So that's it. That's a short sale. I've given you a lot of details and it probably went, right? You're drinking through a fire hose. Remember this. You can call me anytime. 408 472-0817. If you're an investor and you're at, you want, you have, you're, you have questions about short sales and you want to know how they work because this sounds intriguing to you. Um, and you want to look into that opportunity. Give me a call. I can walk you through it. Um, and then I can help you search for them and foreclosures too, because there are some out there. Um, there aren't a lot, um, in the, uh, tighter areas of the Bay area around Santa Clara County, but out say out in Central Valley, Modesto, Atwater, Stockton, Sacramento. There's a few more out there. 
And if you're looking to um, buy for a long-term hold and a rental property, um, there's some deals to be had if you have a mind to go in there uh, with uh, eyes wide open, um, seeing what the potential is, and then grabbing something while you still can, right? I know interest rates are up, but it's also driving values down. And interest rates rise and fall all the time. So you get in, get some rental income, you're making enough money to cover your payments, and then the interest rates drop. What do you do? Boom! Refinance, baby. That's right. You refinance the loan, you drop that interest rate, and all of a sudden, that payment that's coming in the door isn't just covering, it's positive cash flow. So you got to think ahead, think ahead, think ahead. The opportunities are in the market right now today, okay? So don't be scared. And I'm going to leave you with this. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Remember, if you have any questions about short sales or um, distressed properties, give me a call. 408-472-0817. Or... If you just want to work with me to help you with your residential purchase, whether you're looking to buy your house, your first home, or move up into that bigger home, or downsize, I'm here for you. Stephen Thayard with Good Patriot Realty, 408-472-0817, located here in northern, beautiful northern California. Oh man, it's gorgeous, and the weather just keeps getting better. Give me a call. I'd love to help you out. Um, and so with that, if you don't want to miss another podcast, check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iTunes, and iHeartRadio. Just look for The Real Estate Connection by Stephen Thayard. I think if you type in my name, you'll find it easier. Stephen Thayard under podcasts. Uh, I'd love to have you subscribe. And if you're watching on Facebook, go ahead and like that. Um, um, and, uh, and remember where it is. Maybe... Um, Tag your friends in the comments. And if you're watching on LinkedIn, I appreciate your time. I know all you professionals are busy and have other things to do. So God bless you. God bless the United States of America. And uh, enjoy the spring. Get out and get some sunshine. We'll talk to you later. We'll see you on the next episode. This has been The Real Estate Connection with Realtor and Certified Probate and Real Estate Specialist, Stephen Thayard. Licensed Cal BRE number 0170019. For more information on this program, visit realestateconnectionradio.com. To contact Stephen directly, call 408-472-0817 or email info at realestateconnectionradio.com. And be sure to tune in next week at this time for The Real Estate Connection.